0: Daf Daphmem. We're starting on Daphmem over here. Four lines down, where the Brice is continuing, we're speaking about people who had the temptation of sin and still were saved from sin. So the Brice continues by quoting the Apostle Kibar, the The strong people, warriors here, who do whatever Hashem wants and obey his thing. On Rav this refers to people like Rav Sadok, who um, was able to guard himself against the temptation of the Yitzhak. What is the story? there was a certain noble woman a woman around who gave Rav Saldek an idea that they had, should have an immoral act. So, he said, my heart's weak, I can't do it. Eating meat, is there anything for me to eat? She said, because there's not kosher meat. He said, what's the difference? Meaning, whoever would go and have relations with a non-Jewish girl would also you know, eat the non-kosher food. Like He's meaning to say, why is that a deterrent? She lit up the oven and she's putting the meat inside of it to cook. Rav Tzadik climbs and he sits inside of the oven. And the idea actually explains that he was actually like scared of her. So Ratzalik wasn't able to just escape. You know, he, he, he would he'd be sentenced to death. So he had to sort of like work with her to avoid the temptation. So he climbs inside the oven and, um, and sits there. So Amale, she said, My high, what's going on? Amale, he said, Whoever performs this action will fall in this, meaning fire, fall into the fire of Gehenna. If she said, I wouldn't have known that, that, that you consider it such a big deal. I never would have bothered you to begin with, meaning, okay, go. Rav Kahana was one selling baskets. Uh, so, so it seems like this is like really low. Like he was really poor, and it was it reached the point that he had to sell some wicker baskets. Here, Tzvatimat was an oval woman who um, who asked him to have an immoral act with her. he said to her, "I will go and adorn myself, make myself look He went, he went he jumps from the roof to the ground, like as if better to do that than to. Uh, than, than to commit the act. Also, Elio Kabli. Elio comes from, I guess, Shemaim and he catches him. Amaliyah Eliyo said, Ashokon Abameh Parsi, you bothered us to come and travel 400 Parses to come and save you. Amaliyah Kahn said, Migarm Li. Well, yeah, but what caused me that I was in this situation? It was Lavani Yusa. It was the poverty. The poverty caused me that to sell these wicker baskets, which is what the women needed. And that's why the woman came and propositioned me for this action. So therefore, he's blaming it on the poverty. So, Elio Yav did and he gave him a whole chest full of dinners to to make him wealthy so that he wouldn't have such a temptation again in the future. Now we go back to that mishnah Peah that we discussed yesterday. These are the things that if a person fulfills, you can enjoy the fruit of the action in this world. But the principle of the reward is still intact in the world to come. Okay. So the Gemara now tells us how do we know that these things bring a person um, life in the world to come, and there is certain reward in this world. Your days will be lengthened, and it will be good for you. So, I think we always, you know, mistake this. We always think your days will be lengthened is in this world, but it's actually the opposite. It's your days will be lengthened is in allah, will be good for you. We assume means um, in this world. So, we see this idea of uh, the matzechayim. The, in, 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 and the tzakah and Kabbalah refer to things that are good in this world, but the chayim is the life in the world to come. You're supposed to pursue peace. We're learning of pursuing. It says, by making peace. And just as we mentioned that by Gmilz Chasadim, there's a world. Reward in the world to come and perils in this world. So we assume making peace is like that also. your life the length of your days. So your life is a good life in this world and the length of your days is eternal in the world to come. So I always, I always speak about this idea: of longevity. Longevity is really in the world to come. All right. So now that we finish this, and so now we have a question: Why didn't the Mishnah speak about Shiloh Shilochachain also Shilochachin Ami Sevamani Yitav to yamen. So why don't we say the same thing? It will be good for you in this world and long life in the world to come. Just as Mamishes, if you think about it, the same thing as Kibud Avayim. So Nizan Amiha, why didn't the Mishnah in Peah list that of Shilochachain also sung it's rewarded in both worlds? So, the Tana said, some, it's a leftover element. So, he didn't mean that it should be an absolute list. He left out some. So, we can't say that. The Tana says, these are the things. And you say he left over some. Saying these are the things clearly shows that it's an all inclusive list. There are no exceptions. So, Ammar Rav Avidi explained it to me that the reason why Shalilah is left out. We have a pasuk that says, "Emrut tzadikito, praise the righteous person who is good. Kivim alim for the fruit of their deeds. They will they, the righteous they, they they will go and eat. So it says interestingly enough an, that tzadik who is good, like it sounds like there's a tzadik who is good and there's also a tzadik who is not good. So the pasuk has specified tell the tzadik who is good. So is that true? Is there a good tzadik and a bad tzadik? Ela to but someone who is good towards Shemaim and, and good towards other people, so he is referring. He is the, the, the good righteous person, and he's the one who, who enjoys the fruits of his actions in this world as well. Whereas Tov abriyo, someone who is good to Shemaim, but he's not necessarily good to Rio So Tsadik That's a Tsadik that is not necessarily good, and such a Tsadik does not get the reward in this world. Such a tzaddik only gets a reward in the world to come. So let's explain over here. What do we mean someone who's good to Shemaim and not good to people? It doesn't mean someone who acts and does sins that are Obviously, such a person's tom is a chayte. That's not the part. He's held accountable by Hashem also. What it means, someone who focuses focuses on Reh Shemayim. He's not focusing on doing actions that also are benefiting other people. In other words, the idea is that there's a type of Sadiq who's, who's also good, is that his ma'is and are not done for himself. They're also focusing on helping other people. So that's what we're explaining here. Same concept here with Shiloh ha-kein. Shiloh ha-kein is amazing. No question. It's a huge mitzvah. But you don't help anybody else when you're doing the mitzvah of Shiloh ha-kein. It's not. It's individual personal mitzvah that you're doing with the Rebana Shalom. So that's good. But we say that then it's all about olam, olam Haba. Whereas it's Sadiq who's tawif, the ma'asim that he does, like Kibbutz There it says, HaMitzvah HaKamil or Talmud Torah also it's very interesting that Talmud, Torah is that Talmud Torah is all about the way that it is shared so Talmud Torah as well you, you, you're you being and something that's good that is shared making other people good so that's such a thing uh, brings is the tzaddik that is tov and that's what brings the world the reward in this world as well similarly it says in the Pasuk woe to the wicked one who is bad for the payment of his actions will be done to him so same thing is there a Russia who's good and a Russia who's bad when a person does something bad that also hurts other people. So the example, Rashi says someone who, who steals, right? Someone who's a murderer. So their actions are sins that also are hurting other people. So that's the, that's the bad, wicked person the pastor is talking about. We rather, remember, I know, be, someone who sins, you know, individually, he's eating not kosher food. It's not affecting anybody else. Me. It's his personal taiva. So Rosh Hashanah, that's a wicked person who's not necessarily categorized as bad. All right, we continue now with the price of association of care and viation of pairs. A good action, as a care and as a principle, also has fruit. All right, we says the fruit of their of their deed, the Sadiqan will eat. A vagus we can't be in the pairs. A sin has a principle, does not have the fruit. What does that mean? In other words, the idea that we're basically trying to say is that is like, you think about it like an investment, it makes sense. Like you have an investment, you can earn interest, right? And you still have the principal. So a mitzvah has that koach. A mitzvah has the idea that the principal is kaim and you still can get payrolls. It's like earning a good return as well on it. A rosh, an doesn't have that. A ver doesn't have Yes, there's an onesh. Yes, there's a punishment. But it doesn't grow. It doesn't like it. You know, there's no interest payment on it. That's what the Pasuk is saying. It doesn't have paros. It says in the Pasuk by sinners that they eat from the fruit of their ways. So it sounds like it, it, there is a fruit. The answer is, so If the sin makes fruit, then it has fruit. So what does that mean? As she says, let's say a very hush of a person does have an aver. And he, when he does an aver, other people see and they learn from him. So his mistake becomes other people's mistake. So that, that, that's a type of sin that has fruit because then there are ramifications in other people's sins. So when the Pasik is saying that there, there is fruit over here, that's what it's saying. A person who sins and causes other people to sin and that is, that is worse. Okay, we continue to teach a fascinating concept. Machshava <laughs> taiva mitzayr for the ma'isa. A good thought is considered like a good deed. Meaning, how who says if a person entertains the the, the the idea of doing something good, is considered like he did it. the pasuk in Malachi says this is from the last of the nevuah, the last parak of all of navi. It says, The people who fear Hashem spoke one to another. They came together. Hashem listened. A Book of Remembrance was written before him for those who fear him. For those who are those who think about Hashem's name. What does that mean? That means what we're talking about. The person contemplates. Maybe I'll do a mitzvah. So then he, some onus occurs and he doesn't get it done. The considers it as if he did fulfill it. However, that's only for mitzvahs. We saw yesterday. If I saw sin in my heart, Hashem didn't hear. It says, "I'll bring bad to the people the product of their thoughts," which sounds like we're getting punished just for the thought of sin. It means that a bad thought that makes a fruit that's considered an actual an actual deed. So, in other words, when a person has a, a, a thought that then resulted in a sinful deed, then already the bad thought is is considered like a deed. Meaning you get punished not only for what you did, but what you thought as well. But if it was a thought that doesn't produce a prayer, it's just a thought, does contemplation, then there's no punishment just for the thought itself. says the Gemara, is that true? It says in the Pesach that Hashem will hold us accountable for what's in our hearts. That means if you're thinking about Avodah Zara. That's different. Thinking about Avodah Zara is worse. Okay. Just to relate one point. We know that a carbonola is brought on her who thoughts of sins The like Gemara Numa says, who are there, occasionly So what's the shot? Here we say my shovel right in color parkman and there we see that uh, person for her means kapara. So the, the, the very interesting Rashash in maseches has a big yisoli. So the use of rashash is the difference between machshava and heru. Machshava means a person as a, a thought, a contemplation. Maybe I should do this. But they ultimately, decided it didn't happen. So so then they don't get anything. Heru is fantasy. Heru is when a person plays out in the mind. What would it what would it feel like? What it would what, to, 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 to do such a sin? Says the amar When we're talking about that, Hashem going to bring. Uh, punishment to the product of their thoughts, so it's actually going to give us a different shot here. What does that mean? Once a person does a sin and he does it again, becomes mutter. It becomes mutter because you did it twice. It appears to him as if it's permissible. In other words, it becomes habit for him. So the idea is, if after he entertains the thought, um, then if after he does it again. After he does it repeatedly, then he thinks about doing it, and then he gets punished for the thought. That's what we're explaining. So, really, for the thought alone, you don't get punished. But in this interpretation, after you've done it a few times, now it's habit. So, once it's your routine, it's your habit. So then, the, even just the contemplation alone, you get punished for. it. It is better for to do a sin always in private. do not desecrate the name of Hashem by doing it in public? Everyone goes to serve your idols, but since you don't listen to me, but make sure you don't desecrate my name. Meaning, what we're saying is that there's an idea when you're sinning, at least sin in private. He <speaking in foreign language> should go to a place where people don't recognize him. He should, him. You should close himself in black and cover himself in black. The idea from this, Rashi says, is that it's a humbling thing. At least, you know, it uh, may cause him not to sin. If you ask there he does what he needs to do. In other words, he can't control himself. At least he's sitting privately by a college, so you shouldn't do it in a place where it's open. Is it true that secret sin is not as bad as public sin? Anyone who doesn't, is not concerned for the covet of Hashem It's better that he didn't come into the world What does that mean? Someone's not concerned for the covet of Hashem This refers to someone who looks at the rainbow Because the rainbow is, is like Hashem's glory So therefore it's disrespectful to stare at yeah, so someone in secret, so what's he saying that you're more disrespectful Tasha, by sinning in private right because you're showing that like you concern only what other people think of you and not what God says what God what God says so the Quran oh, says how oh, the say that's where you're able to subdue Yetes and you choose not to and then you could have done you could have held yourself in control, but you didn't, and you chose to do it in secret, that's worse than if you would have done it in public. What we're talking about is where you can't subdue it. So there, you're sinning secretly. It's, it's like you're trying to minimize the damage and avoid the Chal HaShem, so that is better. Obviously, what does it mean, a person, does HaShem ever give us a Yitzhar that we're not a mati there's a lot of discussion theologically about such a gemara and what exactly does it mean? What does it mean? A person has a Yisra, they cannot control and now they're given advice about how to sin and in that scenario they do it in secret. Obviously, very very difficult concept. It says the gemara Tanan Asam in Makifin The Mishnah says that um, there's no hakafa, there's no credit for Chel So what does that mean? The gemara will tell us in one second. actually when this it tells us whether or not it, the sin was Shogig or Mazin. Says the What does it mean that there's no credit? We don't do like a storekeeper. A storekeeper gives out credit to his customers. And then you only pay once in a while. So Hashem sometimes does that with our avir. Where you know, it adds up and it adds up and only eventually punishes us. But with Hashem it's not like that. Right away, as soon as you do it, there is a punishment. Says That means to say, let's say a person's deeds are completely balanced. But amongst the person's sins, then it the, tips the scale down on the side of the sin because of such a severe sin it is. That's what it means. You might keep it. You don't get any credit. 50-50 is not 50-50. Says the Gemara, A person should always envision himself as if he's half guilty, he's half he's half has to have mitzvahs also mitzvah. So now if he goes and does one mitzvah, uh, then then everything will change. He's fortunate, and he tipped the scale for the merit, because now the majority is good. Hashem will look at it like it's but if he goes and commits one sin, the towards guilt. One sin can forfeit a lot of good, right? Because of just one single sin, he loses so much good. So a person, if he looks at all of his life, he looks at it like that, so then that shows you the importance of the gravity of every decision that you make, you won't sin. Think about it further. The whole world is judged based upon majority. And the individual is judged based upon majority of his deeds. So what you should look at is not only that your personal deeds are half and half, you should look at that in the whole world. That the whole world is exactly 50 50, and what you exactly are going to do right now is going to tip the balance of the world. He tipped the, battle, the, the balance for himself and the whole world for merit. he does to him for himself and the whole world towards guilt. Because of the sin of this one person, he has just pushed away so much good for himself and the entire world. Scary gemara. Let's say he's a tzaddik his whole life, married Rachman, but at the end he rebels. The last moment of his life, he loses his goodies and he's considered a, r- a rasha. When he rebels, he rebels. I Afielu rasha coming But in the opposite, if he was wicked all his days, he does tshuva. In the last moment, So what do we say? We say here in the beginning the difficult concept here: a tzaddik who does an act of rebellion at the end of his life, he loses everything. Says when when it's so close, Let it be half and half. Meaning what we're asking is, why does he lose good deeds? What's this concept of losing good deeds? It seems very hard. Why does it erase something that was good? So the Gemara explains, I'm talking about someone. It's not that he rebels. He regrets things that he had done. So when a sinner is is, is, is um when he is now saying, I wish I would never have done the mitzvah that I did, so it always remorse for his good deeds and therefore it uproots everything. Now, some people say that there is only at the end of a person's life. Very specific. That's when a person is most serious and most most intentful, and, and therefore it's only then. But pashtas, the Muslim say that pashtas sounds like there is a concept in tovel is that if you have regret for something that you did that was good, it goes away. So this brings us a famous kasha. It's good to speak about. It's What was the difference between teshuva? And um, what's the power of tshuva? You know, we say God Chuva tshuva it's the greatest chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, it's compassionate, all these things. Why, why what's the chedush of tshuva? It works the other way also. Here we're learning that a person can get his good deeds erased. Why? For being toa. if you regret doing an action, then it's as if you didn't do it, it gets erased. So what's the, what's the chedush of tshuva? What an unbelievable kasha. So one of the pshatim is that tshuva, tshuva, it's not time that that gets erased, it's that the becomes like a schluss for a person that it has a greater impact, like a, for good, as if it became good. It's not just that it's a race, but that's difficult because that's only tshuva the Gemara says, it me, doesn't do that. So it's a difficult kasher, definitely something to think about. What is the chiddush of Tshuva? Once you learn in this Gemara that Torah also makes a person lose his mitzvah. So if it's Again, if it's only at the end of his life, maybe such a Kayachah would be another answer. Says the Mishnah, mishnah. anyone who's involved in, in of and in Derech so this means that, you know, there's good character over here. Lo he won't sin quickly. When you have a cord that has three plies, then it doesn't get cut easily. So that's the three things, right? We have. Those three things that help us. Someone who doesn't involve in these things, he's not a part of society. Meaning, he's not contributing anything to, to, to the world. It's better off without him. To what are the righteous people? are suffering in this world? How do we understand that? How do we understand what that? What it is compared to? like? It's like a tree, and most of the trees in clean place no But some of the branches are sticking out to an unclean place. So, so that's the idea of nofo when those branches are cut off then Then all of the tree is in a clean place. So to He brings suffering to the righteous in this world so that they should inherit in the world to come. So even though the beginning is small your end will be very great. So that's Hashem just trimming the branches. That tzaddikim here in this world. What are the rishon like in this world? The ilon shekula almond makom tuma to like a tree where most of the trees are in an unclean place, but no phone, no telamakom tahir. Some of its branches are sticking to a clean place. Because no fall. when the branches are cut, kula mamakom then all the tree is situated in the unclean place. Hashem does good to the wicked in this world, okay? The Tzadik and the to expel and to banish them to the lowest level. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end, darkimavas, is the way of death. So that's the idea—just of just trimming the branches, one way or the other, for the Tzadik and the Rasha. Okay, we've spoken about. Here, learning. And then we've spoken about Dark arts, which is action. So the Gemara brings us now to a fundamental question. Fire I have kingdom it happened once Reptavon and the elders were gathered and they had the following discussion about they were in the upper chamber of Nitzvah's house in Lod. Mishrail was asked, Gado, what's more important? Study of Torah, performance of mitzvahs. Which is the more important thing? Now, I have doing this is more important. Every Learning is more important. On the Kul everyone spoke up and said, Talmud Galah. The study of Torah is more important. Talmud may be the device of it brings a person to perform the mitzvahs. So in other words, the point is, is that is that with studying, you, you're going to know how to do the mitzvahs properly. And, that, and, that, and it doesn't mean that like, if, as long as you study, you're good. Obviously, the point is you study and then to do it. But the idea is we you want to know what's more important, you say, what's the source? The source is the learning. The learning is how a person comes to be able to fulfill the mitzvahs. Tanya Rabbi Yomar is more important. Look, Klai was given the Torah, and they learned about the Mitzvah of Chala 40 years before Chala went into effect. Chala went into effect before HaChem as soon as you come into the land. So that's, but it was 40 years after the Jews received the Torah. 54 years before they had Trumas and Maizros, right? Because the Trumas and Zoros were only Kisavoh, we learned that that was after the 14 years of kibush. Malcha and and the, the conquering and then the dividing of the land. The shemitah for the shemitah was sixty one years because, but basically what happens is is that um, the first shemitah cycle was after kivosh uh, in Eretz Yisrael and ended seven years later. So therefore, it's sixty one years after the Torah was given. Uliyovlitz mei oshaloshem for yovel one hundred and the three years. now so it was the year. That follows the completion of seven Shemitah cycles is Yovel. So, therefore, we get 103. So, the more wise it, 103, may be may be 104. So, in other words, you get 40 years after the Torah was given, 14, and then 50. So, that should be a total of 104. It so says the more Yovel, mitchelotzohim The Yovel relinquishes the slaves in the land in the beginning of Yovel. So, in other words, we talk about 103 years because when, when Yovel was beginning, they started implementing it. So, we see over here that they were learning Torah about these halachos way before they even went into practice. The same way studying Torah precedes performance of mitzvahs. Kach dinu ma'isa. Toto, a person is judged for their Torah study before they are judged for their mitzvahs. Because the Torah. The first of a person's judgment in Shemaim is for a study of Torah. Maim rishos madon that releasing the Torah, the water which is the Torah, is the beginning of the judgment. The same way you're judged first for Torah before ma'isa. The reward for a study of Torah comes before the reward of mitzvahs. So what do we see here in this passage? Yishmiru is Torah study. So, Yinsoru is they will observe. So we see over here the reasons that the Jews are getting the wealth. We mentioned Torah study before the performance of mitzvahs. Then we say, if you don't learn, then you're not yishuv you're not part of society. Unbelievable idea. Someone who doesn't learn and doesn't decherz, he's pasul And he cannot be relied upon, right? doesn't have the self-respect not to lie. Tara, Vanuana Shak, someone eats in the streak, I raised a dumb calf. he's like a dog. He each or impossible either. Eat. Someone eats in the streak is disqualified from giving testimony. And Raji says he's missing a sense of uh boosha, inner shame, and therefore we assume that they might is a possibility of lying. So 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 how do we pass the we him like that? So all that he gets from it is his anger. It doesn't get you anywhere your anger. But a good So he gets to taste the fruit of his deeds. And that's the same idea that the the, the principle is there, but it makes a pre and good stuff comes from something good. Someone who doesn't have mikra mishnah or darachayetz. So what do we say, daran? No, we might make a vow not to get benefit from him. That would be good. In other words, we say that it's good. Praiseworthy is the person who didn't sit in the company of leitzim. And the company of such a person will be a moshe leitzim, meaning a person who doesn't have a good job, doesn't have hearts, and he also doesn't learn. And that that's just what he is by definition. Will be a moshe leitzim. So we're saying, as we see in the pasuk, it's better not to be a moshe leitzim, and therefore person people are encouraged to take a neither not to benefit from it.